0: I'm Romaine Johnston. And I'm Sandra Filliodo. And we'll be your hosts on this podcast series. Orange presents My Inspiration. Here's what you can
1: expect from each of the seven episodes we will be airing.
0: Each month, you'll discover an honest conversation on key aspects of what it means to better own your career and your self-development.
1: Some real-life examples taken from Romaine's coaching experience and our own lives, as well as tools to help you better understand yourself,
0: others, and your relationship. We'll always wrap up with a practical exercise for you to start implementing the concepts in your own life. Our ambition is for you to feel energized and empowered after listening to these episodes. So enjoy
1: and share with anyone you think may benefit from the episodes. It all begins with greater self-awareness.
0: Hi, Romaine. Hi, Sandra. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, thanks.
1: Good. It's great to be back for another episode. We're going to be talking about another buzzword today: um, emotional intelligence. It's actually, I think, quite nice to hear about emotions. We, um, it's, a, it's a pretty recent trend, and I'm glad mm. we're talking a bit more about them, especially in the context of work, where they used to be pretty unwelcome until recently. And I, and, and this whole um, COVID-19 and the lockdown situation has also put a lot of um, emphasis on on emotions and on the importance of expressing them. So. Um so glad to be talking about this with you so I know it's a very important topic to you in particular so let's start from there why did you want to bring this up in the first place
0: well um, it's true that it is a buzzword today and many people have heard the expression but they're not ne- they're not necessarily sure what it means we all have emotions we know that and sometimes these emotions are quite overwhelming they seem to rule our daily lives don't they Mm-hmm. We make decisions based on whether we're happy, we're angry, we're sad, we're bored, and in today's uh, situation of confinement and the pandemic, you know, um, with anxiety as well, and and uh, anxiety of the unknown. So, um, so we choose our activities. And our and our centers of interest and how we are with people based on the emotions that, that, that they incite um, they tend to these emotions govern our behavior and so uh, as we discussed in our very first podcast on values if you remember um, we mentioned that balance or rather the balance the equilibrium of our relationships is based on whether our core values are respected or not mm-hmm. and what emotions are present in our relationships So uh, just to give you some technical terms, uh, and this is taken from a book called Discovering Psychology by David, uh, no, Don, sorry, Hockenberry, Sandra Hockenberry. Um, An emotion is uh, a complex psychological state which has three kind of distinct components, and I'll come back to these components uh, in a minute. Um, One is a subjective experience, okay, so something happens to us, we have a physiological response to that experience, so something happens within us, in our body, if you like, Um, and as a result of this, we have a behavior. So, in other words, we have a conversation, what we hear is triggering, we have a physiological reaction, there's a surge of emotions, um, and then the result of this surge of, of emotions is that we act or we express our, our emotions in a certain way and sometimes quite unskillfully. That's true. So, so the ability to understand, to express and to control these emotions is what we call emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is essential to healthy relationships. And, um, and our ability to understand, interpret and respond to the emotions of others is what we tend to call social intelligence. So mm-hmm. a degree of emotional intelligence, um, and the good news is that we can develop or grow our emotional intelligence. Uh, emotional intelligence is, if you like, just like a new muscle, something that we can develop and that we can flex and that we can grow.
1: I like that idea, that we can grow. Um, but could we go back to uh, just a very basic definition of emotional intelligence? because? I feel we hear the term very often and sometimes it feels like it's misused or misinterpreted. So do
0: you have like a a very basic definition to guide us? Yeah, I mean, basic, uh, it's perhaps more complex than what people think. But mm. um, Daniel Goleman, who's an American author and science journalist and a, and a psychologist, uh, he helped to popularize emotional intelligence in 95, 1995 with his book, Emotional Intelligence. And in this book, he explains that there are, key for him, five key elements to emotional intelligence. One is self-awareness, so understanding one's own emotions and strengths and weaknesses. And recognizing recognizing the impact of these uh, these emotions on on others, okay? Uh, The second element beyond self-awareness is self-regulation. So we've become more aware of our emotions, then how do we control them? Or how do we redirect them, if you like, um, to adapt to the circumstances? So self-awareness, self-regulation. The third, and there are five, the third is social intelligence. So it's managing our relationships in a way that we can get on better with others, to get along with others, if you like. So it's our social mm-hmm. skill. And then comes empathy. And empathy is about considering people's feelings when we're making a decision. So it's the notion of intent, intention. What intention are we bringing into our conversations or into our decisions? Uh, and the third is motivation. So you have self-awareness, self-regulation. Social skill, empathy, and motivation. And motivation is being aware of what motivates yourself and motivates other people. Mm-hmm. Is
1: that helpful? It's very helpful because I, when, when I'm listening to you, I, I understand that I tended to think of emotional intelligence as a synonym for empathy or social skill. Um, and it's much more than that, actually.
0: Yes, yeah, beyond that, actually. You're absolutely mm.
1: right. It way beyond that. Yeah. So, um, now that we know exactly what it is, what's the benefit of developing our emotional intelligence? What can we? What do we have to gain?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it is really to, all to do with interaction because we're, we're all different, right? We're all we're all multiple. Uh, and we're all complex, human nature is complex, and because we constantly interact with others, even people, hermits, you know, uh, in, in, a, in a forest um, that he's interacting mm-hmm. with, with the animals, with the trees, with his environment, and, mm-hmm. and every person that we interact with is just as complex as each one of us, you know, you've got your personality, I've got my personality, Um, And then we add people to it and it becomes more and more complex. And this complexity is heightened by parameters such as our relationships at home and at work. So your relationship at work is going to be impacted by what's going on at home. And Mm -hmm. vice versa, of course, your relationship at home is impacted by your relationships at work. Uh, And about how we interact with others in our teams, in the organization where we work, in our corporate culture, society at large and what's going on in the world just I mean just consider the virus you know can just consider the pandemic right now Um, everything's intertwined everything leads on to the yeah yeah absolutely and it's and it's something there's a notion of 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 a web you know everything connected everything Mm -hmm. is connected um and so just to give you an example I was in Switzerland some weeks ago before lockdown and there were 12 participants in the room, and everyone, every single one of them was of a different nationality. And there was not mm-hmm. one single Swissess in the room. These were all ladies. And we talked about nationalities and diversity, and that was because that's one of my obsessions. And they were all very curious about each other's nationalities. Um, but diversity goes way beyond nationality, of course. Um, and it just so happened that one of the participants was Chinese. And the very fact that she said that she was Chinese, And more importantly, the fact that she felt she had to say that her family was confined in the sister province to Wuhan had a huge impact on the group. Um, And and beyond that, she then felt she had to reassure the group that she hadn't been home in months. So you see, this was the beginning of February. The ghost of the pandemic of the virus. Uh, was already there in the room us mm. in Switzerland okay mm. uh, which is not in the same level of as of lockdown as France is now um, mm. and this and this ghost has taken more and more space over time and it's now present in all our lives and in all our relationships uh, so everything is so systemic exactly what you just said and everything has an impact on our relationships does that make sense it really does yeah definitely resonates yeah, so 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 we need to understand ourselves. That's where it all starts to be able to understand better others, um, and that's what psychologists refer to as emotional intelligence. And some experts even suggest that you know that in, emotional intelligence is even more important than IQ in terms of overall success in life. It's, I mean, isn't that crazy? It's crazy, and it's inspiring.
1: It actually brings me a lot of hope. <laughs> um, but so, like, do you have data to back that up? The fact that it's more important.
0: Yeah, so so the Harvard Business Review. I mean, back in January 20, 2004, so it's quite old, but um, and and that doesn't indicate that we were already talking and thinking about and the experts were already doing research mm-hmm. on emotional intelligence way back. Um, and uh, so this report in the Harvard Business Review, called I think What Makes a Leader, um, suggested that. Um, our ability to understand our effect on others and to manage ourselves accordingly. So in other words, our emotional intelligence accounts for nearly 90% of what moves people up the ladder in an organization. So we're talking about success in your career, if you like. And Mm -hmm. so it's it's almost as important as IQ uh, and technical skills. And I really, really fundamentally believe that somebody who has an amazing IQ but who's incapable of interacting with others will not have the same success, definitely not in their relationships, but will not have the same relation, the same success in their career, but they can learn to develop their emotional intelligence. Um, That's, that's
1: really, really fascinating. But, what what I find interesting is that all of this, you know, talking about systemic and um, the fact that everything is related and, and intertwined is very much um, related to the specific kind of coaching that you do. Could you tell us a bit more about that specific
0: coaching? Yeah, I suppose that's why I'm talking about systemic so much. <laughs> because it really inhabits me. Um, so yeah, I'm a certified systemic coach, uh, uh, if you like, a relationship coach. And I focus on relationships, whether, whether it's with individuals or, or with, with team coaching. Yeah? And um, and I focus on how I act and interact with others. Um, and I come from a systemic school of coaching, which looks beyond emotional intelligence to what we call relationship intelligence. So for those of you who are interested, uh, the powerful systemic coaching model that I'm talking about is called ORS. O-R-S-C, Organisation and Relationship Systems Coaching. And uh, the model, which is, you know, way, I mean, more than 20 years old now, was developed by the Centre for Right Relationships um, by a South African lady called Marita Frijon and her partner called um, Faithfula two amazing ladies that I really recommend that you look up. Um, So as we said earlier, systemic means something that's system-wide, that affects a group or a system. It affects our relationship with ourselves, with our partners, with our couple, with our team, with our division, with our organization. Um, And that also we talk about three types of intelligence, emotional intelligence, social intelligence, and relationship systems intelligence. So understanding what we create together, beyond the individuals who are interdependent in one system does that make sense it does but I I also feel that this last
1: one the relationship systems intelligence is probably the one that at least I'm the least familiar with and probably our our listeners as well is there an an, like an exercise or something that you could share with us to put all of it into action and and see how we can use these tools there is
0: there is and I'm really happy that you're asking me to Mm -hmm. you know we try to. <laughs> I do love better. them. <laughs> I, do. I do. I love them, and I and I like bringing these tools to our to our audience um, and to our listeners. And so, um, are you happy to play the game, Sandra? Sure, sure. Yeah, we're going to yeah. do a role play. Okay, okay. we're going to do a role play, and I'd like you to project yourself into a relationship that's important to you, where there's a little bit of a hotspot. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's a real situation, a real relationship that you're in right now that you've experienced recently, Um, a situation that's niggling you, that has upset you or annoyed you or saddened you. And that's important. I'm not going to ask you for the details. So don't worry about that. Um, And we're going to play out a conversation between you and the person involved and you are going to relive that conversation. You're going to embody it, if you like. And this is a challenge. Okay, so you really have to be in contact with the situation, in contact with the emotions, and be prepared to embody the different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and listeners, you can play this out for yourself in your sitting room or somewhere where you've got a bit, a bit of space. Make sure you're on your own. Make sure that you there is peace and quiet. Uh, if you have enough room, stand up. And if you don't, do what Sandra's gonna do, I think, and you draw it on a piece of paper. Is that what you're gonna do, Sandra? Yeah, I can't stand I need my mic, but yeah, I'll draw it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so you're going to draw it on a piece of paper. And uh, draw an equilateral triangle on your piece of paper, Sandra. And you, listeners, imagine an equilateral triangle on the ground. You, Sandra, are standing at one corner. You're not looking at me. You're just listening to me. But you are, Sandra, talking to mm-hmm. the other person who's in a second corner of the triangle. So, what's that person's name, Sandra? Let's give them a name. Um, Let's call that person Dominic. Okay. So, Sandra, you at one corner are standing opposite Dominic in the second corner. And we'll Mm -hmm. talk about the third corner later. So, Sandra, you're standing on the first corner. And from that position, I would like you to talk to Dominic. You're no longer talking to me, you're talking to Dominic. And you are going to express your emotions. Say what you really have to say to Dominic over to you okay
1: Dominic i i wish you would include me um a bit more often and and in certain discussions and certain meetings um, about the strategy that you're working on um first it, it makes me feel excluded and it's not a very nice it's not a very comfortable feeling but beyond that i feel that the the company would definitely benefit the business would benefit from our discussing from bringing together our different viewpoints our our different ex- Experiences and um, and and finding solutions and ideas together. I'm I'm a firm believer in in, in working together in teamwork. And I you know I beyond the, this feeling of exclusion that's that's quite uncomfortable. It, I I just feel that it's a it's a waste. It's a waste of our our combined talent. And and I really wish we could find a way to work together
0: more efficiently or more frequently. Anything else that you want to say to Dominique? No, I think that's about it. Sure. hmm Okay. Now you're going to shake off Sandra. Really shake it off physically. That will help, even if you're sitting. Okay? Shake your shoulders, shake your arms, change position. And you're going to cross the room. You're going to metaphorically cross the room, and you're going to go and stand in Dominic's corner, and you're going to face Sandra. Okay? Are you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're going to imagine you are Dominic. You're dressed like Dominic. You look like Dominic. You step into Dominic's shoes. Become Dominic. Mm -hmm. Feel feel like Dominic. Mm -hmm. And I would like you to feel yourself your way into that conversation and answer Sandra. What do you say to Sandra? Um, Sandra, you need to understand that I've been here for
1: longer. These are topics I've been working on for quite some time now. Um, I know... The, the clients better than you do I have more experience on what's worked and what hasn't worked in the past um, and I've been working on this project with this other co-worker and we really need to finalize it together it's important for our working relationship and we can't include you at this stage um Besides I feel sometimes your your style is not mine and it makes me It sort of it's I guess it, it bothers me. It, um, I, I don't agree with everything that you say, and I just think um, I, I can definitely include you in the, in this work. But later on, in, in the process, this is not the time to do that. Um, you need to let us work on this together at this point. Mm. Anything else, Dominic? Um, and I, have been working here longer than you have, and I have more, um, I have more experience. And there's certain things that you. Probably don't understand, and so it's better that you let us work on this um, at this point. And to to me, this project does not involve you at all. It's about my business unit. It's about my territory, if I may say. So I would rather you stay out of it at this
0: point. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Shake off Dominic then, and when you're ready and totally shaken Dominic off, you're going to go back to Sandra's position for a few seconds before we go to the third position now go back to sandra's position face dominic mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: sandra to sandra do you have something to say to dominic if you do say it now say everything you have to say
1: um i would go back to the the, the territory issue and I, um, I i want to be very respectful of of your responsibilities and um, your um your areas of expertise. However, um, again, I really feel that working together as a group is always what what brings out the best of your ideas and mine. I'm not saying I I know it all and that I can um, you know, that I that I would know better than you. I'm just saying that working together would probably yield even more interesting results than than what you're working on right now.
0: Anything else? Nope. No. Okay, mm-hmm. now shake off Sandra, shake off mm-hmm. Sandra, Okay. and you're not Dominic or Sandra, you're going to stand in the third position, and you're going to turn around and face uh, the two other corners of the triangle. So you are now the relationship. Bear with mm-hmm. me, I'm here next to you, and together we are facing Sandra and Dominic, who are at opposite angles of the triangle. hmm You are both Dominic and Sandra, but you're actually much more than Dominic and Sandra. You are standing in the position of the relationship, as I said, and you're looking at Sandra and Dominic from a distance. And we are looking at them together. And you open your, you know, uh, metaphorically your body, you open your your chest out, you open your arms out. What does it feel like to watch Sandra and Dominic? Um,
1: It feels like there's a lot of issues um, underlying beneath this, um, this virtual discussion, um, you know, feeling things around the question of legitimacy and of belonging and, and um, yeah, what it means to be a team and, and to work together. Um, but I would say, and th- and this seems too obvious to, to even mention it, but it feels like they really need more than just a virtual discussion that they, they would need to, to really lay it all out and, and speak and talk, mm-hmm. have this discussion. Um, I don't know if that's too obvious a a conclusion for this exercise, but... um, Well, how do you feel about it? Well, I feel the the whole lockdown situation is definitely making um, a lot of relationships a a bit more complex, um, especially at work. Um, But I feel that probably waiting for the end of lockdown to have certain discussions is not the right option. Um, And um, that I probably need to be creative in finding ways to create... um, discussions that despite not being able to see each other and, and be next to each other um you know yield results that are that are beneficial to all
0: mm. involved so so if you step back into sandra's shoes you can really leave the relationship you become sandra again what can you mm-hmm. sandra decide to do uh, and really decide to do i'm talking about action and not action right. as you say six months down the line huh? Right. Well, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm going to to find
1: um, a way. I'm I'm actually thinking about it as we speak. But you know, to find a way to create a to uh, a space for a discussion um, and just a discussion that would be not open to you know the all the interpretation that goes on when you're having mm-hmm. um, discussions on Slack or Team or whatever. And and uh, you know, situations like the one that we're experiencing are are. Perfect for inter- misinterpretation and um, and feelings of loneliness. So, try to, to to create a discussion that would be as close as possible to an actual discussion. So, you know, mm. an actual face to face discussion. So, I'm gonna
0: I'm definitely gonna get to that next mm. week. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. And I would encourage you to use a tool where you can actually see each other um, right, and right. and uh, connect with the eyes and 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 yeah, read each other's body body language. Mm. Um, thank you so much for that sandra i'm i mean i hope that this has helped in a certain way and i hope that you listeners have actually understood what it means to actually step out of your own shoes and 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 into someone else's shoes and, and to be able to step back from both those people and to to gather some learning from from the relationship's perspective and what do you do with that learning yeah where do you take it from there
1: yeah yeah i i loved it oh man thank you for sharing this it it was um kind of uncomfortable and and strange to be doing this, you know, physically apart from you and, um, and sharing something quite personal, but um, I, I think it's very interesting. We we all more or less tend to have the habit of putting ourselves in in other people's shoes, but putting ourselves in the relationships shoes, I think, is is very uh, gives a, a very interesting perspective. So thank you so much for sharing it. So in our next episode, we'll dig even deeper into self awareness, and we'll be discussing unconscious bias, one of my favorite topics, um, and how it impacts our behavior and how we can limit that impact. So stay tuned. We're looking forward mm-hmm. to it
0: yeah thank you Sandra. and before before I talk about next next podcast I like to to pay tribute to you too and to thank you and appreciate what you what you just um, you know agreed to do because it does take you to to sometimes difficult places and it is in a difficult environment with a pandemic and we're doing this virtually so we're not even in the same room so right. thank you to you, and thank you to their listeners for, <laughs> uh, for their patience too because uh, and their understanding so yes next time we'll be talking about unconscious bias and uh, in the meantime thanks for listening today and over to you for your relationships. Thank you so much. We'll speak soon. You are listening to My Inspiration, an Orange Podcast.